Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So how do we rebuild, right? You know, we have to have some kind of an optimistic viewer. It's all for naught, right? Ah, it's all over. We're defeated. It's done. You know, I posted something on my Facebook account last night, a very personal thought about how this doesn't feel like America anymore. And I think everybody who responded, or a lot of folks who responded, Precision Matters, thought I was it was some kind of a defeatist attitude. It's not. So we're going to talk about today in the opening of the show, one of the best articles I've read in a while about the things Trump can do, the MAGA movement can do to start to rebuild the conservative movement. And it's not just the simple stuff either. It's a very good piece. It's not just that, well, Trump should run again in 2024. We get that. That's easy. That's an easy one. He's very popular. But there's other things we can do right now. We have things right in front of us. I got that. I got a lot more in today's show. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Stand up for your digital rights and your privacy today. Get a VPN. Don't wait. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Let's get right to it. I've got that. I've got a Republicans pounce story. You're going to want to see that. And also a video, which producer Joe says the minute he saw it out there in the uh, internet ether, he knew I was going to send it to him in the morning to record for the show. And he was right, as he always is. Uh, let's get to it. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Omax. You living with chronic pain? That is the worst. Believe me, I know. It's more than just discomfort. It affects your whole life. Working out, sleeping, even relaxing. You're like this, squirming around in your chair and everything. Perhaps it's been ongoing for a few weeks now. It hasn't improved with any of the treatments they've tried. If you're looking to get rid of nagging muscle and joint pain immediately while providing long-lasting recovery, you need what I use, the natural breakthrough pain relief solution, cryo-free CBD roll-on developed by Omax Health. Roll it on, ice that pain out, the nice, cool feeling right away. It's non-prescription, triple action pain relief. It's a roll-on, specially formulated to block pain receptors, reduce inflammation, and improve muscle and joint flexibility. You know that's big in this house. Paula has an issue with her neck. She rolls that on. Boom. Boom. Right there. Pain gone. The best part's 100% natural. CBD-powered remedy. Works its magic within 10 minutes of application. Honestly, with me, it's less than that. Relief lasts up to eight hours, much longer than over-the-counter products. The stuff is fantastic. The reviews I get are really, really sincerely amazing. Omax Health is offering my listeners 20% off a full bottle of cryo-free CBD pain relief roll-on. The discount also applies towards any product site-wide. Just go to omaxhealth.com today and enter code Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O. That's omaxhealth.com, enter code Bongino, get 20% off cryo-freeze and site-wide. Pro athletes use cryo-free CBD to recover on and off the course. They've got 95% five-star reviews. There's no messy creams, horrible fragrances. So go to omaxhealth.com, enter code Bongino, get 20% off uh, cryo-freeze and site-wide. Again, that's omax, O-M-A-X, health.com, enter code Bongino to get 20% off and site-wide. All right, Joe, let's go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> we're so excited. I love that. I so like- let's start off. Uh, we're going to get to this Trump piece right away, how he can rebuild the party in three simple steps. Why in three simple steps? Because everybody thinks in threes, right? Three Musketeers, Herman Cain, God rest his soul's 999 plan. It was genius. You know, in marketing, I don't know if they teach that, but people tend to think in threes. Three strikes, you're out. Who knows why? I'll give you that in a second, how to rebuild the GOP in three simple steps through Donald Trump. So we have a battle plan going forward. But first, why do we need to rebuild the GOP? Um, Joe, wouldn't you agree it'd be kind of silly to talk about why would we need to rebuild a brand new house we just built that was absolutely beautiful? You know, you walk in, Mm -hmm. it's got a home movie theater. It's got a beautiful dock and a pier in the back, a big modern kitchen. You love it. You got your Nancy Pelosi twin sub Z $50,000 freezer (laughs) with your $20 million ice cream in there. You wouldn't say to yourself like, my gosh, how do we rebuild this? You'd be like, okay, even though it's Nancy Pelosi, this is a pretty nice house and a pretty nice freezer. Fair enough, Joe, right? Yeah. Yeah. So why would we do a segment on rebuilding the GOP if we didn't first start as to why this thing is such a disaster and needs to be rebuilt? And I've never seen a better headline to sum it up better than this one at our uh, left wing. I was going to say at our friends at Newsweek being trying to be funny, but I'm afraid you'll misinterpret that as me actually meeting our friends at Newsweek. Here's a Newsweek article by Brendan Cole. Lisa Murkowski backs Liz Cheney's call for the GOP to uh, move on. Quote, Donald Trump is gone. (laughs) Joe, can you think of two greater scions of Mm. the essence of conservatism? 
than the legendary Lisa Murkowski and Liz Cheney. Of course, Giants. sarcasm is dripping <laughs> from my fangs on this show today. Um, that's why I didn't want to say our friends at Newsweek in the beginning, too much sarcasm is no good. Liz Cheney and Lisa Murkowski. I cannot think of two less popular human beings labeling themselves uh, conservatives or Republicans um, than these two. And yet they're telling us, time to move on, folks. Donald Trump is gone. He's gone. He's actually not gone. Um, I'm pretty sure that. I've seen video of him. He does still exist. He is still here, folks. So Donald Trump isn't gone. But why do we need to rebuild? Because the GOP swamp establishmentarians, again, have managed, Joe, for what, the 500th election cycle in a row, Mm. if there are that many in the history of the United States, to misread the public feelings and pulse of the actual GOP voters yet again, which is phenomenal. It's almost like you would think they would make a mistake, the Lisa Murkowskis and Liz Cheney's of the world, and once in a while, right, Joe? Just by mistake, once in a while, they'd get it right. Just by mistake. Like they'd make an error and actually go, (laughs) wow, right, right? I've actually got my finger on the pulse of what the GOP's thinking. And say out of the 100 dopey decisions they make, at least one of them would be correct. Not with Lisa Murkowski and Liz Cheney. They're pretty much always wrong. So is Donald Trump really gone? Well, I saw this video, the one I was talking about in the kind of tease in the beginning. Joe saw this. He's like, ah, Dan's definitely going to send us. And I did. Didn't coordinate it at all. Here's a video I saw. And this is Donald Trump returning from an outing to Mar-a-Lago yesterday in Florida. And first we heard he was gone. He's clearly not gone. He's actually in the truck. We saw him unless it's some body double we don't know about. I mean, I know most of the Secret Service agents on that detail, and they're real, too. So unless they're protecting a body double, which would be against the law, Donald Trump is still here. But look at, um, you'll notice, if Donald Trump is gone, like Lisa Murkowski and Liz Cheney said, why are so many people excited to see a guy who the swamp rats and the GOP tell us don't matter anymore and it's time to move on? Check out this video here, and I think you'll all beg to differ. Now, for those of you listening on audio, you're probably hearing in the background a rather loud crowd. We had to kind of dull the noise a little bit because even though that video was taken from inside a vehicle, clearly you can still hear the crowd. It's a substantial crowd, Mm. a crowd measuring in the hundreds, not the tens like a Joe Biden event. It's kind of weird, Joe. We're being told by all the swamp rats, Donald Trump is gone. It's time to move on. Well, clearly people who actually vote don't actually believe that. An interesting note here as well, for those of you unfamiliar with politics in Florida, Mar-a-Lago, where Donald Trump is currently residing in Florida, Palm Beach County, where Mar-a-Lago is located, is not a Republican county. It's largely run by Democrats. Not overwhelmingly. It's not like New York City, but it is definitely a Democrat county. There's no question about that. It's fascinating how every time he returns to Palm Beach County in Mar-a-Lago, that crowds of hundreds show up to greet him, despite the fact that he's not even in office anymore. Kind of weird, again, for a president who Liz Cheney and Lisa Murkowski are like, ah, he's an irrelevancy. Apparently not irrelevant to actual voters. Kind of weird. And if I may, again, point a personal privilege, throw a little quick story in here for you folks. Some of you out there have a really smart audience are probably saying, I know I would. You know, well, Dan, he's a former president. You know, he's still got big name ID. People love him. This is totally normal, right, Joe? You know, former presidents, Bill Clinton, everywhere they went, they drew huge crowds. Not exactly true, folks. You know, again, in my prior line of work, I've kind of done this a little bit. And I specifically remember when Bill Clinton left office, being up in Chappaqua, accepting the moving trucks. That was me and two other agents watching them cut the seals as he moved into Chappaqua from the from the White House. Of course, President George W. Bush was had t- taken office at that point. And I remember the next day, former President Bill Clinton, only a former president for less than a week. I remember being up there in the weeks and months afterwards and the Clinton team being consistently surprised how little attention he drew when he went out to get coffee in the morning in the delis. I I was there. You're not going to tell me it didn't happen because I remember it happening because I was there. And I remember him being like, hey, hey, bye. 
what the hell? We don't have to go through a big motorcade thing? And everybody was like, nah, dude, we don't do that anymore. You're a former president. He was so shocked there wasn't a 40 car motorcade to take him down to the deli. And I remember because we, you know, we still have handheld magnetometers. So anyone's around, we generally, you know, making sure no one's, you know, going to attack the guy with a, with a knife, God forbid, or something like that. But I remember like, do we get like two or three handheld mags? And we only needed like one because there just weren't that many people around. You know, we're a few looky loos. Hey, 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 buddy. He'd go around, hey, man, shaking some hands and stuff. But nobody really cared. Kind of weird that President Trump, who's supposedly gone, draws such um, magnificent crowds. And that hasn't happened before with other presidents. But he's got, remember, Liz Cheney, Joe, said uh, he's gone. So let's get on to the meat and potatoes of the show. How do we rebuild this collapsing monstrosity of a party right now? Hmm. How do we rebuild it? Well, the easy answer is have Trump run again in 2024, which I think is a good idea. I think will happen. Uh, no one's told me that. I don't have any inside baseball on it. But I do think he'll run again. But that's the easy answer. Let's now get into some mechanical stuff. That really matters. Interesting things he can do today, ahora, right now to fix this thing. Just a news article. Be up in the show notes. Please subscribe to my show notes, also known as my newsletter at Bongino.com slash newsletter. We're going to be adding some special stuff to the newsletter. So get on that as soon as you can. It's free. Bongino.com slash newsletter. You can read this article right there. Just the news. John Solomon. Twice acquitted. Trump possesses many options to reinvigor uh, reinvigorate MAGA after the White House. The ex-president's proclamation that the movement has only just begun has many guessing what's next. Well, what could be next? Natural question, right? I love how they do that. Always ask a question. People can avoid an assertion. It's very difficult to avoid a question. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the 2022 midterms are right around the corner. We have a third of the Senate, the U.S. Senate up, as it is every two years. We have the entire House of Representatives up for re-election, too. Well, before we get into 2024, what can the MAGA movement and uh, Trump do right now to fix this disaster of a Republican Party that's entirely broken and populated with Murkowskis and Cheneys and Romneys right this second? Well, one of the things we can do is focus on those 2022 midterms from the John Solomon piece. All right, here's screenshot number one from the Just the News piece about the 2022 midterms. Quote, John Solomon's piece, building a well-funded political action committee and rallying behind the House and Senate candidates most supportive of Trump's populist message is one potential avenue. D nice. Uh, but here's problem. Here's a problem already resurfacing. An idea House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy has already begun talking with Trump about. Eh, eh. Okay. So again, our three-step plan to take back the Republican Party and the conservative movement right now, we're already stumbling onto a roadblock while presenting a solution. The solution's obvious. Get Trump, put a pack together, whatever it may be, have that Trump pack, whatever it may be called, the MAGA pack, support candidates that actually support the MAGA movement and things we believe in like actual conservatism, right? But I can't emphasize this enough. We should not be coordinating this with Kevin McCarthy of the House. I'm very sorry, folks. Whoever's telling President Trump, if they are, that this is a good idea, it is not. It is a bad idea. We do not need a bunch of establishment picks. Let's go into red districts and slightly red districts and rose-colored districts and get MAGA candidates and get rid of some of these establishmentarian swamp rats ASAP. Step one, let's get a pack together with the MAGA crowd an efficient one run by good people, not a bunch of grifters. And let's get MAGA candidates elected right now. I've already told you the primaries are the way to rebuild. That's step one. But let's not do it in conjunction with McCarthy. That's not a good idea. Here's another terrific idea. Idea number two. How about a messaging operation? Folks, I've told you over and over on this show, Joe, how long for five yes. years now that the problem with the GOP is not the message. Yep. It's the messaging. Our message always wins. How do we know? Because Democrats don't live by their own liberal ideology. If their message was so powerful and effective, why don't they do what they say and preach? We hate school choice. It's awful. Why do you send your kids to a private school? Because I just mean school choice for you losers. Democrat point number two. We love higher taxes. Big government's fantastic. Do you voluntarily pay higher taxes? Never. 
we don't pay higher taxes. Well, if you don't pay higher taxes, why not? Because you don't believe it. You believe it. You, you don't believe any of it. If you thought government was a force for goodwill in your life, why not voluntarily finance government? Because you don't believe it. We give money to charity. It's not a pattern. Hey, look at me. I give money to charity. A lot of you do too. But why do you do it? Why do I do it? Because we believe. I got a charity shirt on today. Folds of Honor. Great charity. Scholarships. Children of men and women who fought and can't, uh, you know, are, are, haven't come home, many of them. Great charity, Folds of Honor. One of my favorites. Why do I donate? Not because Dan Rooney that forced me to donate, because it's an awesome cause. So if you think government's an awesome cause, then why aren't you doing something to finance government and just leaving all your money to government? Because you don't. You think they suck. Sorry, I don't mean to go on. But this second point, first was about the midterms. The second point about messaging matters. We don't have a message problem. Even liberals know our message is right. Limited government, school choice, patient-controlled health care, jobs. They know our message is right. We just have a crappy messaging operation, which Trump broke through on and finally cracked the uh, union vote. Here, screenshot number two. For instance, Trump could highlight the union jobs killed by Biden's closure of the Keystone Pipeline or the impact of a Democratic minimum wage hike on small business owners who increasingly include Latinos and blacks. This is a great idea. This is a great idea. As a victim of cancel culture and censorship, Trump could also deal devastating blows to big tech oligarchs who've silenced him and opposed his agenda. There have been reports he's considering starting his own social media platform. Bingo. Part one of the three-part strategy. 2022 midterms. Primaries for every one of these loser establishmentarians. Part two. Let's get a messaging operation out there and let's focus on simple, simple things. My suggestion, if anyone in the Trump operation is listening for this messaging operation through a pack, messaging, 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 it matters. Jobs, number one. Jobs, number one. Focus on Keystone. Union jobs are being impacted by the Biden agenda. Number two, free and fair elections. We have to change the voting systems in this country. They are clearly broken. I've said this repeatedly over the last month. Three, big tech censorship and cancel culture. You focus on those three things and make them the cornerstone of your messaging operation right now. You will have serious momentum into the 2022 midterms. You will have a very popular former president, potentially next president, and you'll be setting yourself up for 2024. What's part three of this? Midterms and messaging, part one and two. Part three, President Trump should part the Red Seas and lead an exodus off of social media into other platforms. He's the only one powerful enough to do it almost by himself. Part three from this Just the News piece. It's worth, your it's worth your time, and you should seriously spread this around to your friends. Read the entire piece. Quote, part three. It says, again, Trump could deal devastating blows to big tech. But an easier and quicker way for Trump to build a new conservative ecosystem would be for him to use his clout to sway tens of millions of his fans to leave Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube I threw the fake book in there. Send them to create new accounts on the fast emerging free speech platforms of Parler. You know, I have an interest in Cloud Hub and Rumble. I have an interest in that too. Uh, that way he can leave the tech headaches to experts. That, uh, that way he can leave the tech headaches to experts while solving a major problem for conservatives through market disruption. Folks, if President Trump does those three things, gets heavily involved in the midterms for MAGA candidates and primaries, engages in a serious, disciplined messaging operation around jobs, free and fair elections, and the tyranny of big tech, and then leads an exodus from social media. He will be remembered not only as a very consequential one-term president, but a very consequential two-term president when he sets the glide path for re-election for him in 2024. With a conservative majority in the House and Senate, I'm telling you. That three-part plan is absolute gold. All right, let me get to my second sponsor on the other side of this. Um, I've got two videos I want to show you from the same segment on CNN that are very dangerous, folks. And I want you to think this through. To all the media and liberal lunatics out there pushing for truth commissions. Gee, that's never broken bad, Joe. Truth commissions. Oh, 
Why would you need a truth commission if the media's one job is to tell Americans the truth, to speak truth to power? Why would you need a commission? I bet Mr. Potato Head at CNN didn't think that through before his segment. You're not going to want to miss this video. And by the way, at the end of the show today, I've got another one of those videos. Remember the Chicago Teachers Union video, Joe? And the Run DMC Mm -hmm. rap video or DMC (laughs) rap video? They're doing it again. They're doing it. They really think you're idiots. All right, my second sponsor today. There's a text message scam claiming to give away a free year of Netflix. If you receive a text message like this, do not respond or click the link. It's a scammer trying to get you to log into a fake website to steal your personal information and credit card number. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Every day we put our information at risk on the internet. In an instant, a cyber criminal could harm what's yours, your finances, your credit, and your sterling reputation. Good thing there's LifeLock. I have LifeLock. I've had LifeLock a long time. I have it for my kids. Even though they're young, they still, they're still at risk. My wife my mother-in-law too. LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity threats like your social security number for sale on the dark web. If they detect your information has been potentially compromised, they'll send you an alert. I get texts on my phone. Luckily, I haven't gotten one in a little while. Got one a few months ago. It was just someone checking my credit. Luckily, it was legit. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can keep what's yours. Yours with LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. Join now, save up to 20% off. Your first year at lifelock.com slash Bongino. That's lifelock.com slash Bongino for 20, uh, 25% off. Lifelock.com slash Bongino for 25% off. Again, 25% off lifelock.com slash Bongino. I had my identity stolen, folks. It was a real disaster. It took me a year to clean up. Again, lifelock.com slash Bongino, 25% off. Go today. Check it out. All right. Thanks, Lifelock. As I told you, these videos are really disturbing. Um, There are two videos here from the same segment. This is the ever hapless Brian Stelter, who, you know, listen, you know, I don't like the guy, obviously. Um, It's a long story why I don't want to bore you with the details, but he's just not a good guy. I mean it. He's just not a good guy. There are a lot of people I disagree with politically who are decent people. They just have really bizarre ideas. I'm not kidding. Like I did a lot of work at at CNN before and not everyone there is a total jerk. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are, but not all of them. Joe, so you've heard me, Joe, right? Talk about that. Some of them were like, you know, we would sit in a green room and argue about stuff all day. But Stelter is not one of those people. He's just a really genuinely awful human being. Um, And he's what would be classified by the old Soviets as a useful idiot. Someone not bright enough to figure out he's being used by tyrants to usher in an era of tyranny and an evaporation of civil liberties. He's not smart enough to figure that out. I want to show you two devastating segments. He had this... Awful new liberal tyrant uh, who who somehow made it into Congress. Uh, Sarah Jacobs, I think her name is, a Democrat from California who suggests, (laughs) Joe, where could this possibly go wrong? A new truth commission sponsored by the government, because that's never gone wrong, right? You know, truth tribunals, star chambers, that's never gone wrong throughout human history. You know what reminds me of Joe? I know you're not the big, Joe's a big music guy, but he's not a big movie Mm -hmm. guy. Guy, Paula, maybe you can interject. Guy is our, our, our wonderful new addition to the show. Does everybody remember The Dark Knight Rises? And there's this scene where the scarecrow, when they take over Gotham, he's sitting on the elevated platform and he has the tribunals and it's like everybody's guilty and has to go walk into (laughs) the icy Gotham River. Remember that? It's like everyone's guilty no matter what. Like there's no defense. Like guilty, guilty. And he's like, and one guy's like, am I not guilty? No, you're definitely guilty. Like, that's what this tribunal is going to turn into. That's what this. So that's why this is a really crappy, I was going to say something else, idea. But not to Sarah Jacobs, who's not smart enough to read a history book. And Brian Stelter's not smart enough to do anything. Check out video number one from this clip, where again, this new liberal tyrant uh, uh, elected to Congress somehow, Sarah Jacobs, wants a truth commission. Here is the scarecrow of our time. Check this out. So said in an interview with the 19th uh, News website this week that uh, the country needs a truth commission. What exactly would a truth commission be? So I think part of what we're seeing now is because we haven't really done the reckoning with the racial injustice and white supremacy of our past that we need to do. And so, you know, a truth commission, a lot of people will think of South Africa. We've used them in countries around the world. And basically what it is, is it's a 
communities all the way up to the national level, having conversations about both the gory and the glory of our history and what happened both throughout the history of our country and leading up to and on January 6th so that we can come to a common narrative moving forward of what we want our country to be. Um, okay, a couple oh. takeaways here. Joe, mm. <laughs> hold it in, hold it in. Yeah. Um, we don't want projectile vomiting on the show. At least not on camera, it'd be gross. Plus, with your technical setup over there, you knock that camera down. It's over, as as you yes. well know. Joe's got a very sophisticated zoom lens on that oh, camera yeah. inside Joe. One day we'll tell you. Maybe we'll start giving tours to the studio one day. But takeaway number one, something I brought up before and kind of our little tease for the segment there was, why would, does Brian Stelter not see the irony of being a media person who has a show called Reliable Sources? That's the actual name of Stelter's show. Reliable sources. Does he not see the irony of doing a show as a news representative of the media? Who their sole Joe? Correct. Their one job is to tell you the truth and the facts. Yes. That's what reporting and journal journalisming is. Yeah. He has a show called Reliable Sources, where he has a person with serious power, a congresswoman in the United States of America, and a big megaphone. He has a congresswoman on suggesting a government-sponsored, what, truth commission? Because people like Brian Stelter can't actually do their job despite hosting a show called Reliable Sources. Is this not the epitome of a useful idiot? He doesn't even get it. How his show, a show that's supposed to tell the truth, can't tell the truth, so then liberal tyrants take advantage of the fact that they can't tell the truth by recommending government propaganda bureaus called truth commissions. And Stelter nods his head in approval. <laughs> what an idiot. My dad, to everyone here, Paul, now we have the, we have a big sample size. Here. Is anyone not getting this? Gee, are you understanding? Gee, thumbs up, Paula. Thumbs up from Paula. Joe, are He's you not good. seeing the... He has a show called Reliable Sources, and he needs a congresswoman to propose a truth commission. And, okay, this is quite, <laughs> what an idiot. Mm. Second part of that, which is unintentionally hilarious, is this confused congresswoman. How she made it into Congress, I have no idea. It is California, though, not a knock on my conservative friends in California, but some really strange birds have been elected in California. She suggests with a straight face, Joe, that as America, we have yet to reckon with white supremacy. Have you read like one textbook ever? Like every textbook is written by Zinn or someone else. They don't even like focus on the good stuff. Everything is America sucks. America's racist. What textbooks are you reading? Are you nuts? Have you ever read a history book? Oh my gosh. Now, here's Stelter. Again, the, one of the biggest useful idiots of our time. Oh my gosh, Dan, you're rough on Stelter. It, believe me, this guy deserves every bit of this. He is a character-free individual who, when we find ourselves in the, in the grasp of tyranny, I am not kidding, you're going to look back on people like Stelter who helped usher it in. Anti-free speech, anti-civil liberties, anti-freedom advocates who are too stupid to figure out they're being used. Here's Stelter who, notice, she's talking about a truth commission. What does Stelter do right away, Joe? He has to inject Hey, it's about far right media, right? With a wink yes. and a nod. You don't believe me? Check this out. Here's part two. And we know that when you look at violence around the world, it often corresponds to when you have new technological systems. Like when you look at the role that the radio played in the violence and genocide in Rwanda, the role that Facebook posts played in the genocide of the Rohingya in Myanmar, Burma. Um, right. We know that these kinds of technological systems, when you have the ability to communicate in a different way, often also correlate to what we're seeing here in the U.S with the rise of this extremist ideology. So you're describing the impact of cell phones and uh, this constant connectivity, social networks, and far-right television networks, all of which you're saying are fueling a fire. Do you believe this? This was a serious segment on a show that has an audience, even though it's small. It's not irrelevant. He's on a show called Reliable Sources, proposing a truth commission because he's not reliable and he has no sources. 
He doesn't realize he's being used by government tyrants to impose government tyranny because he's too dumb. And then he lumps in and suggests that fl flaming the, uh, firing the flames or whatever he says, gassing the flames. In other words, suggesting that these items he mentioned, Joe, are a problem. And what does he mention? Uh, cell phones, social media sites, and far-right media. Did he just really say that? The answer is yes, he did. You can rewind it and listen yourself. I mean, I, I'm not, this is, my gosh, useful idiots, folks. They are everywhere. Oliver Darcy, Brian Stelter, people who are really not bright enough. I'm not kidding. They're not bright enough. They're, they may be semi-literate from going to college, but they're not deep enough intellectually to understand the perils of where they're going. There's a reason principled, smart, deep conservatives, I'm not joking, have thought this through and have always said, hey, listen, censoring liberal websites is a really bad idea. Censoring liberal thought is a bad idea because it's a slippery slope. Even though what they're saying is dumb, the best remedy and elixir for dumb, stupid ideas are exposing them through smart, well thought out ideas, not suppressing them because the beach ball never stays underwater and it always morphs into a widespread, really dangerous anti civil, civil liberties movement because history's shown us that. But Stelter's just not smart enough, folks, to figure that out. Showing you how ridiculous the entire media ecosystem has been. Remember, their entire job, folks, people like Brian Stelter and others is supposed to be to get the facts out there. His show is called Reliable Sources and let you make judgments about if the people in power are acting for or against your wishes in your best interest, in the best interest of liberty and the constitutional republic. That's the whole purpose of media and real journalists. They were very antagonistic during the Trump years. Here's some examples of the hard-hitting journalism we've seen and why Brian Stelter thinks a tyrannical truth commission is necessary because you're never going to get the truth from media entities that operate like this. Let's go to Newsweek story number one. Hard-hitting story number one. We're going to think in threes today. I got three of them. Newsweek, Marina Watts, who should promptly resign as a journalist after this utter absurdity of an article. This is not a joke. This is not the Babylon Bee. This is a real headline, folks. Joe Biden playing as Luigi, wins in a Mario Kart race against granddaughter at Camp David. This is a real piece. I can't oh. emphasize to you enough. This, dude, this is not a joke. Remember the Rob Sider dude segment? The like 50 ways to say dude. The serial killer's coming around the corner. You're like, dude, you're surprised? Dude, this is one of, dude, this is real. That's a real article that news, very hard hitting. Again, we're thinking in three today. Here's a tweet from ABC. Biden's granddaughter, Naomi Biden, posts photos of her grandfather in swag the family got him for President's Day weekend, including a khaki baseball cap with a Camp David insignia on the front. Whoa, this is newsworthy, is it not? So we got Joe Biden dismantling our border wall, threatening a wealth tax with Elizabeth Warren, destroying your health care system, keeping your kids out of school. And Newsweek and ABC have actual paid reporters dedicating their time to Joe Biden's Super Mario Kart Brothers, whatever it is, behavior and him wearing a hat he got from his granddaughter. This is what you're dedicating your time to. Don't leave CNN out either. They're reliable sources. Right, Brian? Here's a tweet from CNN. Joe, this, they're slaying it here. Huh. This is as hard-hitting as it gets. Hard-hitting, you need like catcher's gear on. At CNN, President <laughs> Biden's expressed a preference for a fire built in the Oval Office fireplace. And sometimes, Joe, he adds a log himself to keep it going. I don't think it's the oh. log they're talking about, but yeah. whatever. Unlike his recent predecessors, <laughs> he's more of an early-to-bed type. Here's how Biden is settling into his new job. This is, a this is not a joke. This is real. So instead of getting to the bottom of why his son, uh, you know, did a deal with China and pitched up 10% to the big guy, Joe Biden, CNN's focused about Joe Biden leaving a log on the fireplace. Again, I'm not sure that maybe they it got lost. Maybe it's not the same log you think. 
but whatevs. And then they focus on the fact that he goes to bed early because this is really hard hitting stuff we need to hear. Not that your kid's out of school, that Joe Biden won't open the schools. I got that coming up right next, by the way, right quick, as my Southern friends would say. But let's focus on logs in the fireplace. Joe Biden's bedtime, a hat his granddaughter gave him and how he plays Luigi in Super Cart Mario Bros 22 or whatever the hell that is. You know, folks, now it makes perfect sense why hacks like Brian Stelter and hacks like Sarah Jacobson or whatever her name is, Sarah Jacobs, and say your name wrong on purpose, but now it makes sense why they would need a truth commission or a propaganda commission. Doesn't it, Joe? Because they can't tell the truth and they're not interested in the truth. They're interested in propaganda. I'll get back to that school story in a second. We're back to Republicans pounce. Here we go again. You know Republicans pounce, right? Do you not? If you're a, if you're a new listener to the show, you might not know what Republicans pounce is. Republicans pounce, Republicans seize. There's stories written by liberal media people like Brian Stelter and others not interested in the truth where they reframe a devastating story about Democrats to avoid talking about the stupidity of the Democrats and make it about the Republican response. You'll see what I mean to say. Don't go anywhere. Once you see this Republicans pounce stories and Republicans seize, you can never unsee it. You'll see it every time now. Let's get to my last sponsor there. Good friends at Helix Sleep. I've needed this. Had some rough nights last few weeks. A lot going on, folks. Helix Sleep. They have a quiz. It takes two minutes to complete and it matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Ask yourself, why would you buy a mattress made for someone else? I need a mattress. It's customized to me. I have really crappy arthritis and it's sleeping really hard for me. It just is. I've had a, I haven't slept, you know, that, that well until I got my Helix because I'm always tossing and turning and this hurts and that hurts. So don't get a mattress made for someone else. With Helix, you're getting a mattress you know will be perfect for the way you sleep. It's a Kenny Bell time, right? What a great idea. Ding, ding, ding. I got to stop the Kenny Bell because as you know, it rings forever. Everybody's unique and Helix knows that. So they have several different mattress models to choose from. They have soft, medium, firm mattresses, but that's not it. They also have mattresses great for cooling you down if you sleep hot like I do. And even a Helix Plus mattress for plus size sleepers. I took the Helix quiz. I was matched to my fave, the Midnight Lux mattress. I highly recommend. I wanted something a little firm. Helps me with my shoulders. Sleep like a baby on that thing. It's been awesome getting unboxing videos from so many of you found the Helix mattress of your dreams. I had a friend down. We have an extra bedroom. Stayed in there. It was like, that mattress is awesome. We have another Helix sleep in there. If you're looking for a mattress, just take the quiz. Order the mattress you're matched to and the mattress comes right to your door for free, shipped for free. Sorry, shipped for free. You don't ever need to go to a mattress store again. Helix is fantastic. They have awesome in there, but I'm telling you fantastic. But don't take my word for it. They were ordered the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. There you go. Trust but verify, right? They have a 10-year warranty. You get to try it out for a 100-night sleep trial risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it. That's how confident they are in their product. You will love it. Send me an email on it. Helix also offers exclusive discounts because they're good like that for military, first responders, teachers, and students. Helix is offering up to two hundred dollars off all mattress orders plus two free pillows for our listeners go today helix h-e-l-i-x sleep.com slash dan helix sleep.com slash dan go today take advantage of this fantastic order you're gonna love it all right get back to the show as i told you once you learn to decipher media hieroglyphs and you get the rosetta stone you will never unsee these things again. You'll see them and it'll automatically pop. I'm bi- Oh, wait, hold on. Thank you, Mr. Movie Guy. I'm being gaslit. Based off the movie Gaslight. What does that mean? It means the media is telling you a lie, telling you a lie confidently and trying to isolate you from the truth. The Republican pounce narrative, Republicans pounce is a way to do that. As I said, it's a way when the Democrats get caught doing something really stupid that they know the public hates, people like the New York Times and elsewhere, what they do is they have to find a way to frame the story to make the story about the Republican response rather than the Democrat event. Once you see it, you'll never unsee it. Here it is. You'll never unsee this again. So Joe Biden, of course, thinks it's a good idea to keep your schools closed. He's like, let's open them one day a week. That's a great idea, Joe. Who told you that one? Genius. Was that why you were putting a log on the fireplace? So New York Times, the public hates this stupid idea. 
So instead of just acknowledging that Joe Biden's on the wrong side of this issue, the New York Times has to frame it to make it about Republicans. Headline. <laughs> Republicans seize. Joe, they didn't pounce. They seized this time. Republicans <laughs> yeah. seize on shuttered schools as a political rallying cry. Again, it's not about Joe Biden's plan to keep the schools shut down. I'll open them one day a week. What kind of dumb idea is that? He knows there's an open revolt in this country. The New York Times knows. So they have to, instead of just writing a straight news headline that was a reliably sourced story, Brian Stelter, right? That said something, Joe, like Joe Biden's plan for schools Losing popular support, which would be accurate based on polls and everything else, and be reporting actual facts, they mm -hmm. have to make it about Republicans. They do this all the time. Republicans pounce on Spygate scandal. Republicans pounce on Democrats' failure to produce any evidence of the PP tape. It's always about Republicans. Because the New York Times is not a reliable source, and either is Brian Stelter. This is what you'll see in the Truth Commission. You'll be up there in the commission with the scarecrow, maybe Sarah Jacobs or whatever. She'll be with the actor. I forget that guy's name. I'm terrible with actors' names. They'll be up there in the scarecrow chair. And they'll be down there and you'll be like, hey, I'm just a parent, uh, Miss Jacobs and Mr. Scarecrow. I want to you know, send my kids back to school. I can't work. My kids lost a year of education. They're really depressed. They'll be like, are you a Republican? Um, I don't see, ma'am, how that's relevant right now. But um, yes, I am, in fact, a Republican. You're pouncing! You're pouncing. This is a pounce. You were to walk the Gotham River on the ice today because you pounced. And you're sitting there confused like, what the hell? I thought this was about sending my kid back to school is depressed and has lost a year of learning. Shame on you. It's about Republicans pouncing. Walk the Gotham ice. You'll never watch that movie the same way again. You'll see Brian Stelter up there next to the scarecrow from now on. I don't know who's scarier, candidly, for all the wrong reasons. Hat tip to Fair, uh, Fairfax County Public Schools social media feed. I caught this little gem on there, too. In case you think the New York Times, the Washington Post, you know, liberal activists that they are, aren't protecting the Biden administration on this disastrous decision to try to keep schools closed. Ladies and gentlemen, it is going to result in a popular revolt at the election bill, a booth in 2022 if this doesn't change course quickly. Now, why did it change course? Remember Joe Biden during the campaign, Joe? He said, what, 100 days, 100 days, and we'll have the schools open. Remember that? Yeah. Well, where did that go? What happened? They changed their mind. That's super weird. And it was the CDC just a few weeks ago who said, yes, we can safely open up the schools. But something, something changed, which is Really, really weird. Well, what changed? Well, here's the CDC's own press release. Again, hat tip Fairfax, uh, Fairfax County Public Schools, who've been all over this. Uh, it's not the public school official account. It's an open Fairfax County Public Schools private account, just to be clear. Precision matters. But they found this in the CDC's new link. Because people were kind of curious, why does CDC change its mind? No, no, now we should, you know, we should change uh, the, the protocol for opening up schools, even though we said a few weeks ago it was safe. Well, look at this little gem. Here's a uh, CDC uh, number one here, screenshot number one. They said that they considered the lives, the lived experiences and challenges and perspectives of teachers, school staff, parents, and students. Oh, all right. All right. That sounds fair enough. And after the sessions, they were so informative that the direct changes to the guidance were made after that. Hmm. Wow. That's, that's weird. That's really strange. How they made changes to the guidance after that? After the teachers and the teachers unions got involved and now they're kind of openly admitting it? Wait till you see part two of this. So now we knew they were going to open up schools and they considered, Joe, the lived experiences of teachers unions and others. And all of a sudden they changed their minds. So the science didn't change. The input from the teachers union did, right, Joe? Is that a fair reading of what, yeah, what they yeah. said? It's it's fair, yeah. pretty it's on their it's on it's yeah. on their it's on their site. So that's not Bongino.com, that's the CDC's own website. Mm -hmm. They're just just checking, folks. So right. the science didn't change. The teachers union apparently changed the science. Weird how that happens. But look at this gem in part two. So one of the um, uh, Miss Walensky, who's uh, one of the executives at the CDC, said, get a load of this uh, this little diamond in the rough. 
He says, I want to be careful to assume that once we have the vaccination, we aren't going to need to continue at least some of these mitigation strategies over some period of time. And so, well, it very well may be that some combination of mitigation strategies that we have, we will need to be doing for some period of time. So just to be clear here, even after the students are vaccinated and the teachers are vaccinated, they're still going to look into some of these archaic prehistoric mechanisms that haven't been working now to stop the transmission of the virus. That doesn't sound like science. That sounds like the teachers unions got involved again. Listen, folks, I'm sorry. I've said this multiple times. I put the caveat in there because teachers have meant a lot to me throughout my life and a lot to you. I have a family full of teachers, love teachers to death. You do a great job. Divorce yourself from that for a second. And let's get back to reality. Your unions suck. I'm really sorry to have to inform you. If you are allowing your unions to do this and continue to keep these kids out of school, potentially even after a vaccine, then you are part of the problem and you are no different than Stelter in being a useful idiot. I am very sorry, but that is absolutely true. If there was a union of conservative content podcasters that was saying the same thing, I would disavow them immediately and demand my union dues be returned. The science didn't change. The teachers' unions changed the science. And Biden's a sucker. He fell for it because that's what he does. It's going everywhere, folks. You think I'm messing with you? I am extremely and that is not understating it, extremely worried about the COVID-19 power grab going on right now. I'm actually terrified that it's being used to soften people up in the absence of hard science to authoritarian rule in the future. I, I, I'm not kidding, folks. I am really genuinely worried about this. Mm-hmm. Carol Markowitz has a great piece in the Post, New York Post. I'll get to it in a second. It's in the show notes. She's a fantastic writer. I'll get to that piece in a second. But we moved from 15 days to stop the spread to 15 weeks to stop the spread to 15 months to stop the spread to now, Joe, we're moving into um, 15. What, what, was, uh, what was that Star Trek thing? A parsec? 15 parsecs. We're now moving into eons. Um, and generational, the, you know, the earth and the, uh, the, uh, the molten core will slow down and the earth will implode on itself, be sucked into the sun before we ever get past this 15 days to stop the spread thing. That's not science. That's fear mongering. You may say, but Dan, there's risk. Yeah, there is risk. Coronavirus is very real. It's not fake. It's not a fake virus. It's a real thing. And it's really deadly to some people, people with my condition, as a matter of fact, people who are older, people who are seniors, people with compromised immune systems. It's not a joke. It's a serious thing. But for those of you suggesting for the rest of our lives, we live in insulated bubbles, keep our kids out of school, wear 17 masks and never leave the house again forever because there's risk. Um, I ask you, when was risk not integral to the very part of your existence? No, no, it's, it's a serious question. We're going to get a little deep here for a second because it actually matters. We make calculations every day of our life where we take on risk in order to live a life of freedom and liberty. We gauge what risks are necessary and what risks aren't. Why have we abandoned all of that in the era of COVID-19? Why have we done that? Why have we said no risk is worth it as long as there's a 0.1% chance there'll be a mass outbreak in a school, nobody should go to school ever. Why have we abandoned that? Now, you may say to yourself, Dan, because someone could die. Someone, a lot of people have died, hundreds of thousands. Ladies and gentlemen, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people die every year and decade from heart disease too, despite the fact that they're told that an unhealthy diet will kill them. But they do it. That's weird, right? Why is that? Why don't we just ban bacon and ribeyes and donuts, ice cream and custard? And why don't we <laughs> custard? So you'll, you'll get that someday. I'll tell you that story. Why 
Why don't we just ban all that stuff? The answer is because human beings are free and sometimes freedom and liberty, a lot of times it has a price. And sometimes people make really bad dietary decisions. And they don't treat these things as treats or whatever. They treat them as everyday food and they wind up sadly dying from heart failure or heart disease. Why don't we ban cigarettes? I mean, we know what cigarettes do. There's a warning on the very cigarette label. This could kill you. And yet people smoke. So why with some responsible measures like, hey, you know, wash your hands if you can keep your distance to people. Why with some responsible measure? Why can't we just go back to living our lives? Because they've told us no risk is worth it. And yet every single day we take on risks in our own lives. And some of you will say it's not worth the cost of a human life. Folks, uh, uh, candidly, that's just stupidity. You put a cost on your own life every day, even as you're I know liberals watch my show. Dan, it's not worth one human life. You put a cost on your own life every day. Not me. You do it. You doubt me? As I always tell you, you can avoid an assertion. You can't avoid a question. You doubt me here? Let me ask you a question. You get in your car every day, despite the fact that you know driving in your vehicle carries a risk. People die in road accidents thousands a week, thousands of them. There's a risk, a serious risk of death or injury every day. You are in a steel cage traveling sometimes up to 80 miles an hour on a road with other steel cages at 80 miles an hour where the slightest, slightest thing you can't predict, like an animal jumping out in the middle of room could kill you at any time, but you drive every day. Why? Because you've determined you're willing to risk your own life, which you're doing. Because you think the risk is low enough with proper driving and safety measures that you're willing to take that risk and you put a cost in your own life. Yet all that risk management and trust in individuals to manage their own risk in their own lives has gone out the window. Keep the schools closed. Close the businesses. Stay in your houses forever and ever and ever, even after the vaccine. Despite this, not worth one human life. Well, people put a value on their own human lives. No, no, no. No, it's not worth one human life, even though people do it themselves every day. Weird. Weird how we've abandoned all reason. And we think we live in a world of zero risk. That's hilariously stupid. You walk out of your house every day, exposed to RF, exposed to viruses, exposed to bacteria, exposed to brain-eating amoebas. You doubt me? That, that, that The risk is low. It happens. Car accidents, plane accidents. Yet you do it because you've gauged that risk and you're smart enough to figure out how to manage it. Now, not with coronavirus. The government's just going to manage it for you because it's not worth one human life. Yet they'll put you on a plane where human lives are lost, sadly, every year. Why is that? Maybe because there's a political agenda here and going back to my opening about how I'm extremely worried that Corona is being used as a vehicle to soften you up with body blows to get you used to authoritarianism. The only thing that makes sense. It's not science. None of this is science. Great piece on this by the legendary Carol Markowitz at the New York Post. I want you to read this piece. Be in my show notes again, Bungino.com slash newsletter. The vaccines will end the pandemic, whether Dr. Fauci likes it or not. Listen, I don't, I'm not telling you what to do with the vaccine. I understand there are some people who are skeptical. That's your business. I, that's not for me. I'm not your doctor. I'm not here to give you vice, advice on the safety or non-safety of a vaccine. I'm simply telling you that the data is pretty clear on the vaccine in some of these countries we've seen so far that there all there is a cost to it. And some people are, after the second vaccine have gotten sick that apparently there seems to be some risk mitigation associated with the vaccine. Again, you got to make your own decisions there. It's not my business. But it's bizarre how even if you believe or don't believe in the vaccine, a lot of people do. And even though we have a couple vaccines and a couple more in the pipeline, that still you have these people who are interested in what they say the science, still interested in this creeping authoritarianism. Here from the Carol Markowitz piece. If we insist on a society of zero risk forever, People will never see their elderly parents again. The forever pandemic and the zero risk society bears heavy costs. We're going to have to apply pressure. Oh, amen to this one on government officials to make the same recognition. Many leaders have seen their power spike and they like it a lot. Scientists have served as their handmaids. 
Witness Anthony Fauci's bizarre and decidedly unscientific recent claim that schools can't be reopened without further federal stimulus. Huh? Ladies and gentlemen, this is not science. Whatever Dr. Fauci told you about reopening schools, that is not science. It may be religion. It may be uh, witch doctorism, but it most certainly is not science. Because if you notice, the CDC doesn't say anything about the science changing in their release. They only say something about the teachers unions changing. A lot of power there. Shut people out of their lives. Hold their businesses ransom for more government money to give to teachers unions. Really weird, huh? They're doing that. Science, right? All right, let me leave you on a funny note or the humor. So can we get to that video, the dancing stuff video? What is, you know what I'm talking about, right? Can we please? Let me just play this video because is it, remember last week I, we had we played the DMC from Run DMC. Yeah. They had to do this condescending, ridiculous. I showed you screenshots from it, cartoon rap video. Again, talking to minority citizens of New York City like they are idiots. Like you can't just tell them about a vaccine's upsides and downsides because you think they're too stupid to figure out. So you have to rap at them with a cartoon. We showed you that, and we showed you that ridiculous, very real. Chicago's teachers union. I'm not going to do the dance again. It the reviews were horrible. I got a zero on Rotten Tomatoes for my dance. Although a lot of people thought it was kind of fun, especially the kick at the end. We will not be repeating the dance. I learned from my mistakes, unlike Dr. Fauci. But it's here. It is again. Another video. I had to cut like 12 seconds this out. This is the NewYorkCity.gov and Bill Communist De Blasio. Putting out of it, he's not worried about you, your business, your kids getting back in school. He's worried about the culture and the arts. Valuable things. I love culture and arts. They're terrific. I've been to Broadway a couple of times. Great. But maybe we should focus on having people eat in restaurants first so they can survive and not die from starvation and getting kids back in school. Not to Blasio. They're dancing again in a video. Please. Watch this video on my show, rumble.com slash Bongino on the video show. The audio is okay, but the video is spectacular. Here are the dancers. Yet again, I don't think these are Chicago Teachers Union dance. These are actually pros. Check this out. We need a recovery that brings back the life and the heart and the energy of this city and that everyone gets to be a part of. And we're going to do that. We're going to really bring back the heart and soul of New York City. We need our arts and culture back and we need people to see it and feel it, to participate in it, to know that that essence of New York City has not been defeated by the coronavirus, but will come back strong in 2021. Month after month in 2021, as you see the city come back to life, culture will lead the way. Open culture is another step towards a recovery for our city. We're launching with 115 street locations in all five boroughs, and it brings stations to our neighborhoods and culture to the heart of our neighbors, and give artists, cultural institutions, and creatives a place to showcase their talents as they recover from the pandemic. Our cultural community is our conscience, our cultural community is our hope, and our identity as New Yorkers. Uh, man. <laughs> now, Joe grew up school of hard knocks. Yes. Joe knows how to like fix his car with his rock auto parts and stuff. They're not even a sponsor today, but it's true. Joe was the guy who built my original horrible basement studio in Severna Park, Maryland. Remember that, Joe? Stuck in that closet. Oh, yeah. It was like 6,000 degrees. Dude. We had to put up all the soundproofing. Joe did that because yeah. I, I, you know. I wasn't very good at building too many things, but I cleaned a lot of mausoleums, stocked a lot of shelves, Oof. worked with my hands my whole life. You know, believe me, you go hands on a lot as a police officer too. I wish you didn't have to. But can you imagine how this dopey, insane dancing video about opening the culture, despite opening the schools and maybe the restaurants first, can you imagine how this looks, Joe, to like a local three electrician who's sitting there in probably pretty cold winter working yep. conditions, you know, running wire, fiber lines, whatever it may be in a building. And he's watching this video, whatever, he's taking a break, he's on his phone, he sees it creep up on Facebook or Parler or Twitter, whatever it may be. And he's watching this going, huh. what? Yep. Right on the money, dude. Mm -hmm. Can you um, imagine you're a plumber? Oh, man. Joe Come Biden on. left a log in the, the wrong spot. One of those logs okay. from the fireplace. Yeah. You're a plumber. You're watching this and you're watching this. 
dance video with these people dancing in the streets talking about we got to get the dancing and the culture back and you're like dude can we get this log out for like what what the hell is wrong with you idiots this just goes to put a stamp on the point i'll end the show with this i have been making now for years that the party of the elites not the party of the middle class are the democrats they hate you they really, I'm sad to say, they hate you. It's not personal I've ever met. They hate what you stand for. They really do. They are paternalistic and they just wish you great, smelly, deplorable, stinky, awful smelling, non-deodorant wearing, don't brush your teeth, great unwashed. Would you shut your pie holes, clean the logs out, run your wire and shut your mouth while we talk to the dancing people. Unreal. And you keep falling for it, middle-class people who vote for liberals. They're in it for the little guy. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Please watch that video on my Rumble account. We're almost to 1.5 million subscribers. Rumble is free. It is the free speech alternative to the dreadful YouTube owned by the Google tech tyrants. How do you find my Rumble account? It's really simple. Just go to Rumble, R-U-M-B-L-E, rumble.com slash Bongino. Click that subscribe button. You'll get my videos free, sent to your email every single day. We'd really appreciate it. And check out BonginoReport.com every morning upon waking up. It's the best conservative news of the day. It's your, again, conservative alternative to the now dreadful left-leaning drudge report, BonginoReport.com. Thanks a lot, folks. I'll see you tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.